Hey, you're listening to Randy Villarba's podcast, collection of random rants on a random podcast recorded by a random person in a random location, just like all the other thousands of random podcasts that are all being started right now because we all need connection. We're all in quarantine, social distancing all across the globe. I'm a writer, a stand-up comic, state-licensed cannabis dealer, <laughs> avid snowboarder, overall hooligan. Well, that was before. This is now. And definitely have plans for after. Uh, so you're going to be listening to a nice collection of rants, conversations between myself and other friends and people I know in quarantine. Shit's real. Hope you guys are out there being safe, taking care of your loved ones. And we're all going to make it to the other side of this. Right? Yeah, right. Enjoy. Cheers. Hey, oh, you're listening to episode 11 of Before, Now, and After. For this next episode, uh, we're going to be reaching out back out to California, my old state, uh, out in Orange County. Uh, going to be reaching out to my good friend, stand-up comic, Jacob Trimmer. Uh, yeah, I met Jacob uh, back in the years I was living in Orange County. Uh, for a few years, I was living down in San Clemente. Uh, it's beautiful down there, just right off of Palazada. Uh, yeah, not too far from the beach. Uh, I was working for Flow Snowboards and SIC Paddleboards, uh, some of the best times. But uh, looking for stand-up comedy, I mean, there was Molly Blooms, which was a book show. Um, But uh, for open mics, I actually had to go up to Costa Mesa, up at the Anchor Bar, a show run by Evan Cassidy. Uh, Yeah, Monday nights was basically a comic factory, and that's where I met this gentleman. Uh, Yeah, I met Jacob up there, and of course, as I branched out to the uh, Orange County mics, um, and then, you know, even started to dip up towards L.A., um, yeah, I got to know this guy over the past uh, few years, and He's a comedy store roast battle, tested and proven, um, has his own podcast, Let Them Fight, uh, with his buddy Tim Grishel. And uh, yeah, well, let's get into it. Uh, heading down to Orange County for episode 11, Before, Now, and After, with Jacob Trimmer. Hey, yo, you're listening to episode 11 the Yonsei of Before, Now, and After. And uh, joining us, we're going to be checking in uh, down in Southern California, uh, out in Orange County, uh, with stand-up comic, my good friend, Mr. Jacob Trimmer. How's it going, Jacob? It is. Uh, it's going. It's also the first time someone said stand-up comic with no trace of irony in their voice, so I like that. The, no trace of irony, man. I've I've known you for years now, dude. You've been at it for a while. Like, what do you mean by no trace of irony? <laughs> well, the forty four years and like the 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 grand scheme of comedy is like fuck all, really. Uh, oh. I can curse on your podcast, right? Oh yeah, fuck yeah, you can. Okay, good. <laughs> Just making sure. No, no. Uh, oh, 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 you mean like the like the you're doing the mic or a comedy show, and then the person bringing you up is gonna fucking kick you in the balls before you go on stage, kind of aspect. Well, oh no, it's just like uh, the the sincerity of it. Like, I, I don't even take myself seriously as a comic yet because like it's only been four years. <laughs> oh no, dude! But I'm I, I mean, 
she, you, you should. I mean, uh, when I was living down in Orange County in San Clemente, um, when we met, uh, yeah, I moved down there 2014, um, I believe. Yeah, wow, that's it's been a while ago. But then I started doing the um, open mic. Uh, Evan Cassidy used to run uh, in Costa Mesa the uh, the Anchor Bar mic on Monday nights, which which yeah, is yeah. I believe I met you. And yeah, man, I mean, aside from there, I mean, all the other different mics uh, around Orange County as I started to branch out and uh, got to know the different mics, I'd see you out there. And as far as I can tell on social media, you're still going after it. Well, I mean, prior to, of course, uh, March and social distancing and all of us now being forced to Zoom or what have you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to get back to it once mics start mics and shows start opening up again. Uh, a buddy of mine that runs some shows is actually going to He's going to do these like like charity things essentially to help out the employees of the, the different venues. So I'm going to do some of those and kind of shake the rust off and get back at it. So it like uh, over the past couple months, have have, have you uh, done any of these Zoom mics that you see a lot of our our friends and colleagues uh, hopping on and whatnot? No, I think uh, doing Zoom for a form of comedy is fine. But it doesn't suit the traditional method of like going up and here's my bits. I think if you want to do something through Zoom, it makes sense just because like evolving with the time kind of thing. But I I have my podcast that I do and we release two episodes a week. So like I I have my methadone so I can wait for like comedy to start up proper again because there's really nothing else I want to do outside of traditional stand up other than like my, my podcast that I do. So I, there's no reason for me to jump on the Zoom mics just to essentially stroke my own ego. Yeah, uh, yeah. Your your podcast um, was that the what's the name of the podcast again? Was that the Let Them Fight podcast? Or you yeah, Let Them Fight. Yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah. I mean, do you want to go in a little bit more about what, what that podcast is about? Just for uh, yeah, yeah. who haven't uh, who haven't uh, had a chance to listen to it. Uh, I got, I've gotten lucky in that, like me and my my co-host Tim. We've been able to keep doing it because we, we we maintain like, we we stick to like the social distancing and the the stay at home order to the like, to the most part. So we haven't really had any issues as far as recording because we still sit far enough apart. Like he's not sitting on my lap while we record. Uh, and we, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's is, a great visual image. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, Tim, it's real Tim bad. Rochelle just sitting on you. <laughs> uh, and yeah, what we do is we just we meet up and we, we each pick a person to talk about who lived at some point and did violent things throughout their life. Or even in one case, like they just had one big moment of violence and it was enough to meet the required criteria. And then we just make fun of them, uh, their family, their friends, where they're from, the people they hurt, everyone, really. Of course, of course. Fair, ga- for, fair game, open. <laughs> And that's been that's been my way of kind of still um, not necessarily honing my my funny, but allowing me an outlet still where I can make jokes and I can I can say things with the intent to make people laugh. And then every once in a while, still like like whenever I can actually think of something to write, writing down normal material so that I can work on it once things get at least semi back to normal again. Yeah. Yeah, dude. uh when was the last time you, you actually performed live stand-up co- comedy? Um, it was sometime in March. I th- I can't remember exactly when. Um, I was supposed to do a show in March that got canceled last minute. Oh, where were you? I remember. 
um, I think it was like March, I think it was on St. Patty's Day or like right around St. Patty's Day was when that show was supposed to happen. And like the week prior was when they shut everything down. Uh-huh. So it's been almost, I'd say about two months at this point. About two months. Oh, man. Yeah. My last time doing stand up comedy was March 10th. They did it at the rebar in Las Vegas. And, That's not uh, a bad mic to go out on. No, no, no. I no, I loved it too. And there, there was actually a trade show that was coming through. So, like the first, like like ten, fifteen seats were an actual audience, which was, which was a, yeah. I definitely went out with like that good energy feeling. I, I, I by no means killed, but I no huh. by no means didn't suck. So it was like the, you know, like the good one that doesn't keep you up at night when you get home and you're sitting there going like, I forgot this tag or oh fuck the order or whatever. Uh, I, I, yeah. know, I, I was able to sleep nice with that mic, but not even knowing it was going to be the last one. And huh. yeah, like over the last uh, uh, last couple months, like yeah, just kind of getting stir crazy, um, sitting at home. Uh, fortunately, I've been able to continue to work uh, with my company, Bohemian Brothers, and uh, so that's been uh, able to keep me busy a bit, but not having that creative outlet um, in the evening hours doing stand-up. I mean, that's what kind of gave birth to this podcast uh, with everybody being on like uh, on lockdown where they were or social distancing or, or, or just kind of keeping it themselves or a lot, a lot of old friends I hadn't talked to in forever. Um, we all started reaching out to each up. Um, I mean, and uh, yeah, those conversations just started kind of give me a kick and that's kind of what got me started. And, like it's the first time i've done a podcast and honestly dude uh i know you've been doing yours for a while and it's it's definitely a good outlet to con- continue to you say it's not like stand-up but it's still it's still writing it, it's still creative. Oh, yeah. it's still creative and it's still channeling that energy that kind of burns inside of us to kind of voice our opinions or or weird angles and takes and skewed views <laughs> it's not the same in the sense that like it's a different format but it's similar in the sense yeah like you're saying so creative outlet and it's also it's different enough to where uh, you feel like you're doing something uh, something else, and it's working a different muscle. Yeah, it, it, uh, yeah. It's uh, dare I say, uh, like improv almost. <clears throat> I wouldn't go that far because I can know <laughs> I can know and Tim anytime I want. I don't have to yes and him, but it is a lot of thinking on your feet because, like, especially like the way we do it, where he'll he'll tell me this person's story, and I don't know. Sometimes I've known who they are ahead of time, but there's a lot of times where like, it's just these details that I didn't know prior going into it. And it's, I have that split second to respond. Like we covered uh, this one dude who was a serial killer who he wound up on a dating game show and, uh, and won. he won the game show and finding that knowledge out in real time. It's like, it's a genuine response where it's not like, here's this pre-planned joke I had. It's a, Here's how I'm going to respond in the moment to finding out that this douchebag won a game show and I have no TV credits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. That, well, especially when you start uh, engaging his age when he did all that and uh, your current age. At least at least gives you a meter of where you should be. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can creep out a game show host, too. Why am I not on TV? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess if it, I don't know. That's that, that's a really dark road to go down. If if that's the credit you're chasing, <laughs> you, you may have seen this comic on well the evening news, <laughs> or, or 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 trending on Facebook, shared by the girls who get completely creeped out by things. 
Did you ever do? Uh, you've done the umami burger, Mike, that Friendly Frank runs, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Those were uh, actually one. Uh, that was one of the first uh, in Irvine. One of the first mics I did when I had uh, moved to San Clemente. Um, yeah, the, the clean mic. It forced me to actually tap dance because it, I, <laughs> I like saying the word fuck. But he has a thing he'll do where uh, he'll like kind of warn the crowd. Like now, some of these people you've seen them on like at, like colleges and at comedy clubs and. Some of them, well, if you don't clap or laugh, uh, you might see them on the evening news one day. <laughs> oh, man. It, it, just, oh, it just reminds me of uh, I, I, the first time when I went out to go do stand-up comedy. Hadn't gotten on stage yet. Um, it was down in San Diego at the American Comedy Company. They had uh, have their open mic there. So the first yeah. two weeks I went there, my roommate at the time, Vilya, had dragged me to both mics because she was tired of hearing the jokes over fucking breakfast or the coffee <laughs> table or, or just at dinner. And uh, so she decided to drag me out to these mics. But I remember the second time I went, there was a guy who bombed so hard, like about, you know, they only gave you three minutes, but like one minute in, he... You could just cut the the depression with a knife that you felt with him on stage, and the way he just kind of walked off straight out the door, like. And then, of course, the next comic who went on stage is like, "Yeah, you guys better leave soon because there's going to be a backup on the Coronado Bridge soon." <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> the, it, the fucking room erupted because everybody felt how bad the guy's mic was and how dejected and suicidal he looked at the end of it. <laughs> Uh, it's always fun to be on that side of the bomb. But when you're like actually the one that has that like, mega bomb, oh, that feeling is the worst. Uh, yeah it it keeps you up at night. Um, it makes you question choices for sure. Um, as 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 a medical cannabis cannabis user, I mean that's definitely when I up the up the mercine and up the limonene and linalol, so I could just sit there and get couch locked and not feel my brain yelling at me and laughing at me harder than the audience did <laughs> my my fourth time doing roast battle we we double lost to haiti and the bomb was so bad that i left before the rest of the battles happened like i didn't stick around uh the my buddy of mine that i drove up with we got my car i did not say a single word to him the entire drive back i didn't even put on music it was just dead silence from L.A. to Costa Mesa, uh, dropped him off and then drove home. Didn't say anything to myself, didn't put music on, just went home and then laid in bed and stared at the ceiling until I passed out. Oh, man. I ha yeah, yeah, that, that feeling, roast battle, surrounded by all your peers there at the comedy store <laughs> right there in the heart of West Hollywood sunset. I mean... Yeah, that's that that's definitely the pit of despair, like to the point where you can't even feel you feel your extremities. Uh, man, how long did that pit stick with you? Uh, to that extent, it went away the next the next day. I was feeling OK again. Uh, I stayed in kind of a funk, though, for the next month. And then that uh, in as I was in a, uh, that was in a February. The next month was when I battled Greg Roke and I had my first main event because i had done well my first three battles so they still gave us that main event and that one i won and it was a great fucking battle that's what finally snapped me out nice was that that good set is how you balance it's how you get back from the bad sets yeah yeah um man you're you're talking about a roast battle and 
and the bombing. I literally started to have PTSD of the last time I did my roast battle. I only have two under my belt, but the, the fucking last one I did, yeah, it shook the shit out of me. Um, like I was uh, battling a San Diego comic, a really good friend of mine, Tommy Lucero. Um, but, yeah. but we had to follow Dennis Rodman hijacking the mic and just rambling <laughs> into the mic. Oh, that was one where he rambled and then he just like looked at the crowd and went, a fucks white women and then dropped the mic and walked off, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then to like typically, you know, at the roast battle, you'd have that little bit of a uh, introduction to kind of kind of, you know, be able to warm people into where you're going and who we were and what. But they were, um, you know at a loss for time and sped right through. All right, you guys are on stage, bam, bam. And we just ate a fat dick. And it was like one of those where it was just like, they gave us the, the uh, like no con, you know, no, didn't even count as a battle fucking boot off stage. And that was like one of those nights where Oof. like, I, uh, yeah, I just kind of stayed up there, hung out um, since I had to drive back to Orange County, was just kind of chilling, wasn't even drinking, but I, I stayed there for, for the rest of the night, kind of talking to other com- uh, comics, watching the rest of the battles. And then as the comedy store cleared out, I, until everybody left, I sat there by myself out front, just in the patio, you know, after they shuttered up the bars with that. All right, well, I guess it's time to drive home. And then just had that same silent drive all the way back to San Clemente going, you know, questioning life doing and and uh the other part like that had me questioning was uh, i remember on joe rogan's podcast i forgot who he had on they were talking about the roast battle and they're going oh it's great it's you know some of the youngest comics the up-and-comers and some people in their 30s for some reason and that was just ringing through <laughs> my head as i was driving home going like dude that's me I'm in my 30s. What the fuck am I doing? I have work in the morning, and I just drove <laughs> to do this on the fucking Tuesday night. Still fun as shit, but uh, at that point, it, it it threw me off my comedy role, at least for a few weeks, even just hitting the normal mics. But at that point, yeah, I was just like, you know, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Moses, for the swings. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I decided to step down to the younger, uh, l- let the younger kids and the more talented fucking roasters do their shit. There, yeah, there's nothing wrong with stepping away from it. I haven't battled in uh, shit over a year at this point. Yeah, uh, I, I just remember my first battle. I just came in so hot, like fucking battled my friend Candice Varage from uh, Temecula, and it was just oh, that was a lot of fun. And and that's where I'm like, I think I could do this. I think I could do this. And then, like, like I said, that roast with Tommy Lucero, I was just like, uh, uh yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, dude, uh, fuck, man. You were talking about those Orange County mics. Uh, I miss Orange County. It's been, it's been ages. I mean, and yeah, I actually, the last time I saw you was, was the, the mic I tra- uh, had going for a, a couple months at the old Dubliner in Tustin for a bit until, uh, the bartender there, uh, my, my friend Billy White got sick and then we kind of had to put a pause on those. But, um, yeah, man, I got to get back to Orange County when the, when these mics resume, cause, yeah, to getting back to work and, and, and writing things out. Um, I, I know before we started recording, I had mentioned uh, the couple mics that I was fortunate to do this uh, past week. Uh, my buddy Tim Fine, yeah. uh, he's a regular at the Madhouse Comedy Club down in San Diego. He actually started doing drive up, uh, drive in mics uh, where they've been invading parking lots uh, a la 
you know, flash mob styles, uh, you know, fucking uh, literally civil disobedience, punk rock style um, and broadcasting over a radio transceiver. Um, and uh, everybody's just showing up, you know, comics, but some comics are, are bringing some audience members and uh, people are, you know, keeping their their distance while staying in their cars and actually uh, honking and flashing their lights and, and windshield wipers as a response. And, and you could actually hear the laughter. You know, some people are even sitting on tops of, uh, on top of their cars. There's a dude with a van. Um, you know, he set up lawn chairs. I mean, so I checked out that mic in San Diego on Friday. Uh, and uh, don't want to mention the location of where they did it. But there was easily probably about like 30, 40 cars there. And um, yeah, yeah the, the one up in L.A. Uh, got busted pretty early. Um, uh, that was on Saturday. Uh, ended up going in a Fry's parking lot uh, uh, off of Burbank. Um, I think they were like through probably about a dozen comics before the cops showed up. David Lucas was up. It was hilarious. He started heckling the cop as the cop told us to shut it down and then, you know, drove off. <laughs> um, but then Jim Pine was just sitting there. All right. Um, well, since the cops said shut it down after this comic, um, the next comic um, is actually black. So I'm going to put him up because I don't think the cops would be able to tell from a distance. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it, um, it, it was it was just, yeah, it was fucking hilarious. Like, ladies and gentlemen, and I, I forgot that comic's name. And then after that, um, he did the same thing. He's like, all right, well, I was going to shut it down, but we have one more black comic in the lot here. And ladies and gentlemen, Chip Nicholson and brought up Chip. It was just, you know, all the comics were dying, but at that point, Jim had driven up from San Diego, spoke with the other uh, local LA comics. They ended up finding another lot to kind of finish out the rest of the night. Okay. But yeah, it, it, it was something as far as I know, it's the only live mic actually happening. Well, no, there's one in Long Beach that uh, there, they started up their mic again. I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to give him the... Uh, um, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, get him in trouble. The... Well, no, I don't care about him getting in trouble. Dude's kind of a douchebag. I just don't want to get his name out and make people and like encourage people to go see him. Uh, 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 okay. He's a, he started up a pay-to-play mic and was like, yeah. anybody that want to go to it, he would uh, he would give him shit. For like, oh, you don't, like, don't want to pay for comedy because you don't take it seriously enough. It's like, I just don't want to give you $5 towards your rent payment. So that I could talk to the same five comics I see at every other mic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't have to. And, plug, uh, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to plug it, but I. I definitely. Do I, I definitely want to know? Uh, know who this is uh, after the recording for sure. Okay, I'll tell you off off recording. Uh, and then yeah, like a while, like a couple months back, um, I posted this this dumb Trump joke on Facebook. Ooh, and, sensitive. Uh, sensitive. Careful with those. And he commented, I'm like, I don't really post political stuff. I just thought, like, oh, this is a dumb thing. I'm going to post it and see if it gets some likes. And he commented on it, like, oh, you really need to do your research, and then unfriended me. Oh. And I was like, what a petty dick. Oh, wow. Fuck, man. I, it, dude, if I unfriended every comic that I disagreed with their stance, I'd never learn to know if they ended up getting funny or not. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, I mean, it's other perspectives that keep me curious. <laughs> Um, I never and, get too yeah, fucking aggressive and hateful because fuck, man, everybody has their upbringing and became who they became. I'm not one to tell one person they're wrong or not. I could just keep my opinions to myself in that regard. Plus, all I care about is funny. If a joke is funny and I don't agree with the, I guess, the stance they're taking, if it's funny, I'll still laugh. I don't care. Yeah. If I disagree with someone on a, a, a matter of opinion, that doesn't matter to me. If they're still like a good person, they're still a good person. If they're funny, they're still funny. 
Yeah. Uh, this dude just super sensitive, I guess, about anybody making fun of his glorious leader. Uh, man, man it's, it's just crazy when comics become social justice warriors themselves. It's not surprising, though. I mean, it's been a thing since I started. I'm sure it was a thing before I started, too. Yeah, no, no, um, for sure. Uh, when, when I first started, I mean, I started down in San Diego and uh, as it, you know, branched up to Orange County and started thinking L.A., Riverside and then, you know, beyond <laughs> outside state, started to realize like uh, different different cities, counties. Uh, yeah, uh, material would be received differently. So so the more and more I would go to kind of cater towards um, a better received set based upon whether or not. Like for instance, uh, the ver- uh, sometimes you get that extremely tight conservative uh, room in in La Jolla, and then the very ne- uh, at the comedy store, and then one other night you'll see a whole bunch of people that you'd probably see in North Park or PB, and you could definitely get a little bit looser. Um, but, oh yeah, yeah. It- Generally, want to do different rooms in different places and kind of get a feel for: is this universal material or is this material I use for this kind of crowd? And then also some material, you can make it work for a crowd that's not normally into it by making it funnier. But if you only stick to the same type of environment, you're just going to kind of pigeonhole yourself and then also never know if your material will work outside of the room of people that already agree with your, uh, your concept. Yeah. Um, but, oh, they started up this mic and, it, yeah, it's like a handful of people all sitting in a small room right next to each other it's like they're not really social distancing uh versus like your parking lot thing where it sounds like they're actually trying to take some precautions oh they just taking, want they're, they're taking all the precautions i mean granted uh I, I don't know if you have a limit out there in california as far as uh, any kind of gathering your numbers uh, i did mention the numbers of comics but i mean they're sanitizing yeah. the mics um you know uh, in between comics he's completely you know lysol and wiping them down uh hand sanitizing them so the mics are alternating and uh yeah the comics going out uh for the most part most of them are wearing masks i know there are a couple couple that weren't um but i mean that's uh, you know their their decision too but you know, for the for the most part, um, yeah, everybody stuck to their cars, kind of maintained their distance from everyone, um, and yeah, we were allowed to perform and hear real time response, uh, not like through a digital device on Zoom or <laughs> over the phone. And, and yeah, it, it to some extent, like uh, I definitely say it was the first one in LA the, that I know they had done, um, but the one in San Diego, I think they were on week four. And that's why you had like 30 plus cars and it, it hit like a comedy club. It felt good or not a comedy okay. club, but at least like a drive-in theater, a drive-in theater feel to it, but with open mic, uh, the, like, yeah. uh, uh, like you could actually gauge if the new shit was working, um, you know, dust it off some of like the, the old bits just to see if I remember them. And then of course, you know, kicking myself in the ass for some tags I forgot or what direction I wanted to go. But also had the ability to dust off some shit I had written down over the past couple of weeks. I'm like, Oh fuck. Okay. That worked. It's funny. I got some honks. Um, so, uh, I don't know as a stand up comic and performance artist, just kind of starve for it. Uh, yeah, I get it, that. It, it, it is a, a little bit of civil disobedience. Um, and, and depending on, uh, your research and, and your stance. Yeah. I mean, I know, uh, people are like, ah, you're not staying at home and yada, yada, yada. But, I don't know, just looking online, uh, watching, you know, watching news and what video clips I could see about California. It looks like there's a 
like a you know a, a growing split out there i mean i know there's definitely one out here in vegas as far as what what people are thinking with phase one entering and 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 people are starting to go about and even out here we have some restaurants open um and and things are starting to open up more but uh out in uh california i'm seeing uh protest videos um and 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 you know versus the people that are you know against opening up and and saying things should should lock down i mean have you checked out any of those or like what's the climate out there uh well orange county is especially obnoxious about their protests because they're like we should be allowed to go to the beach. This is like Nazi Germany. It's like, uh, no, no, it's not. Well, there's and, a train and, going through it. No. Um, and, 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 and the people are equating the stay at home order to like being incarcerated or being, uh, uh, they're having their rights trampled on. And it's gotten ridiculous. Like I'll, I'll drive down PCH cause that's my way of getting out of the house to fight the cabin fever. Uh, like the other week, I drove all the way to Big Sur and back. Like I just needed to get out of the house. So what part of Orange County are you living in now? Uh, I live in Orange. And then what I'll usually do is I'll drive up to like the north end of Orange County and then take PCH all the way down to the south end or vice versa. And I've seen like I've seen those protesters out and about. And I know every time they protest in this big like this big gathering within a few days, there's a spike of coronavirus cases in that city. So it's like you people are being really stupid about this. Yeah. And I saw like the other, I think it was last week uh, when I was going through Huntington Beach, people were holding up signs, um, protesting it and saying, this is America. We're supposed to be free. And then my personal favorite was like just this random guy holding a sign saying, uh, you need to, you need to let Jesus into your life. I'm like, that has nothing to do with this. Yeah. (laughs) He, he saw his opportunity and he's like, kind of tell him about the Lord. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, every time, like, I mean, prior to this, uh, uh, you know, every time I see a protest, it, it makes me think of like, it would always be fun to, to show up with people pro- protesting a specific cause. And then you show up with a sign that has nothing to do with it, but definitely for comedic effect, for sure. Not, not for uh, forcing one's belief upon another. <laughs> I've seen some pictures of people doing that where like uh, a bunch of people holding up protest signs and then some guys holding a sign that just says like, I'm angry and I want to talk about it or something like that. Or uh, <laughs> This is where a message would go if I had one or there's that was one where this, it was a, like a preacher, crazy preacher type on a school campus. Yeah. Um, holding up a sign that says pornography hurts. And then a guy came up with a sign and put it up next to it and it had the words, my wrist written on it. Oh my God, that's genius. <laughs> like, uh, dude, uh, yeah, just stuff like that reminds me of, uh, uh, this is a couple years old, but uh, Arsenal Football Club, the Northern uh, London Soccer Club, um, their mm-hmm. coach for, you know, almost you know, the greater part of two decades, Arsene Winger, uh, the years leading up to him getting fired, uh, it was trending hashtag Winger out. So everything from like uh, all the protests through, through Europe and London, you see people holding like the sign that just says Winger out. Um, and, or like people would like scale like a mountain top and sitting there on top, they have it, I don't know, stuff out of context used, used properly that the people who find it funny makes it ultra funny in, in my opinion. When I was doing uh, research for Carlton Leach, that soccer hooligan we talked about, um, there was a video, and it mentions like there was one of those one of those firms out there. I don't know which one uh, at the stadium their team plays. There was a collapse years ago where like thirty seven people died or something. 
And uh, somebody in the comment thread had commented, a good fuck the 37. Um, and it was just a bunch of people like very upset. Like, how dare you? Those are people. They're like, yeah, but they're on the wrong team. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, crazy. Yeah, no, that no, that's heavy. I'm, I'm not sure if you're uh, with what club you're referring to, um, in, uh, but uh, I know with with Liverpool, um, uh, yeah, de- uh, definitely, uh, they've had their tragedy with fans and stuff like that. I mean, like just just as for the '96 uh, Liverpool, Liverpool, there were definitely a huge amount of, uh, of fans that that died in a, a, tra- a tragic football game as well. Uh, I mean, that fucking stuff happens. And then uh, I know my roommate in London. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it's in jest, but I mean he'll make fun of the Hillsborough disaster. Yeah, I mean texting me, it's not something he'll put post publicly and stuff, and 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 just <laughs> like Liverpool right now, they're they're coasting to you know until the pause. They're about two games from winning the league, and you know as joyous and happy as I am, reigning uh, European champions, about to see my first Premiership win since I've been supporting this club since the nineteen nineties. I'll get a text from him, you know, you know, just going like. Yeah, I can't believe they let murderers like your team uh, like win the league or, or something stupid to that effect. <laughs> and, and, and like referencing links and photos and old black and whites. And I'm just, yeah, at, at the same time, it's just, it's football banter. But at the same time, I, I don't know. I had equate that to like when comics fucking fuck with each other. Dude. Like one of the, oh, yeah. like one of the funniest things, and it is dark and i could only imagine if anyone overhears it um like when uh yoshi and i are like flying off or taking a flight uh somewhere uh he started it but i started firing it back we typically say i hope your plane crashes <laughs> dude fucking looked, looked uh, like i remember the first time you said it to me o- over the phone i was like what the fuck but then like uh yeah sometimes he's been leaving vegas and i drop him off so i'll say it back to him so it's just i don't know it's a dark joke but yeah at the same time it's not like i fucking mean it um but i don't know like yoshi said it's like but could you imagine how darkly funny it would be if the plane happened to crash and you know the last thing you said was that <laughs> it's just well uh, you feel bad but at the same time just kind of giggle at the darkness of life before you start grieving i think there's nothing wrong with like with dark humor um and it's it's all about like the context of it like if you're talking with your friends and you say something it's it's different than like to wishing it upon a stranger and uh like i know with uh with our friend that died uh the group chat that me and him and two of my other buddies were in we were we were making jokes in the group chat because that's how we handle tragedy and one of my buddies that was uh, he equated his death to when um, uh, Chris Farley died, yeah. and I was like, because because uh, overdose, and I was like, well, no, because when Chris Farley died, his whore didn't try to save him, and <laughs> it's a hundred percent not something I would go and like say to obviously his family or to his oh. friends that aren't comics. It was very much like a, we are all garbage monsters, so we're going to make these kinds of jokes to each other. Yeah. And then we're just going to keep them to ourselves for the most part. No, I know. It's a garbage joke, but you heard my knee-jerk reaction to laugh because it's darkly funny. Um, man, rest in peace, Brandon Jetty, for sure. Fuck. <laughs> Dude, it's been a year. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm just re- like re- rewinding back. Fuck. Crazy. Well, it's been almost two years. Oh, two years. Okay, yeah. That's what we does here. Two years. Fuck. Time goes by so fast. 
Holy shit. A year and a half. It won't be until November. Okay, so okay, so I'm in between the middle. So it's been over a year. I wasn't that off. Okay, I was going to say, how did I let two years go by? No, but yeah, dude, shit. When he passed away, rewinding, that was October, right? Uh, November. November. End of October. November. Yeah, so fuck. Okay. <laughs> Hazy as fuck. Okay. Shit, man. Yeah, that's definitely been a while. It, time passes. It's, uh, it's what happens. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I, I remember um, when I had heard about it out in Vegas, it was just, you know, trying to scramble to reach out to everybody in Orange County. Um, yeah, man. Anyways. Yeah, this, this, this took a dark turn, I, I, I think. <laughs> well, uh, if you want to talk about dark jokes, why not, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. Um, well, well, right now, dude, uh, with everything, uh, you know, beaches starting to open, you mentioned driving – uh, the PCH, dude, that was something I, I used to love to do uh, when I was down in Orange County and San Clemente, just driving up north, um, just just taking that run. But yeah. back in March, like, uh, what were the drives like? Uh, obviously, there's more people out there now, but did it ever get to a part where where it kind of felt like you, you were like in an old fucking endless summer film and you're just like staring at nobody out on the beach? <laughs> Oh, it was it was so nice for like the first month, month and a half. No cars on the road, no people on the road. I could just go for a drive and kind of get out of the house for a minute, unwind, either listen to music or a podcast, and just kind of relax. I didn't have to worry about traffic. Like it, it, I could do it at any time of day. When there's when when society's functioning normal, if I want to run, if I want to drive PCH and not hate every single person breathing near me. It has to be late at night because there's so many fucking people. But at the time, I could go in the middle of when it would be rush hour time and just drive it. And no one's there. I could cruise at like 25, 30 miles an hour and just look at the beach or the sunrise or the sunset or whatever time of day it was. And it was just so relaxing. And now it's back to frustrating. Uh, so that, that many people out and about, like uh, it's starting to look normal? Yeah, it's PCH now is it's not quite as bad as it was prior to Corona, but it's getting close to it again. Like people are parking along uh, the, the the beach so they can like, go to the beach, even though the parking lots aren't open. They'll do the street parking. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, the locals know the know the little inlets of where to park. Well, just they'll park just right on the PCH like street. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, oh, people are like jaywalking so they could go surf and shit. Uh, I saw one the other day. It was uh, a whole family of retards, and they had like four little kids with them, and they're all jaywalking. They just, they just walk right out into traffic, and the car in front of me has to slam on their brakes to avoid hitting this dumb bitch. And she just points at like a, a sign that has a person walking on it. And it's like, like he's at fault because that sign exists. And it's like that doesn't mean you just walk out into traffic. That sign exists for the same reason that the deer crossing sign exists. Not because they have the right of way, but because they're too stupid to wait for you. Oh man, you, so, you, you you just said a family of retards, and this is where my head went. I I, I literally pictured a, a family all with cerebral palsy crossing the street. <laughs> oh, like the saddest train of ducks, like they're all in wheelchairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just I mean, like smiling, <laughs> like like hung like fucking black people. If, imagine if they were like black and retarded. That would be just like even bigger dicks. But anyways, 
Sorry, just completely random. But yeah, did, dude, no. Did but, you just did you say retards are hung? Is that what you're you're going for? Well, yeah. Aren't they that like that's what they say? Like the like the downies, the 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 people with cerebral palsy, and and they have like crazy strength and tend to be more hung than your average bear, I guess. I've never looked at a retard dick, so I don't I don't I, know. I I never have, but I've heard enough <laughs> comics crack that joke at mics that I assume it's it's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh man if you're believing things people say at open mics uh you got a whole new lesson to learn oh wait a minute you're telling me everything i know about airplanes is incorrect <laughs> well no, those, those parts are real yeah it's like so ah, oh, no it's just oh man you're making me miss the beach uh, you know sans the people that you hit or all the karens that are yelling at you or all the people that are just yeah, uh, that the crowds of the beach kills me. Um, did you check out any of that uh, bioluminescence, like at, at night with 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 the waves? That that stuff looks really cool that I've been seeing on online. I haven't seen any of that bioluminescence. Oh, so I guess it just must must be further south because, like, uh, I know San Clemente down to San Diego, um, the red tide that's been coming in has been uh, making the waves as they break on shore blue, like bright blue, almost like, oh, shit. A, uh, like <laughs> geek alert, like Tolkien, like when a fucking orc or something evil's around and the blade glows. Yeah, um, and Sting lights up blue. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like the past month or so, um, you know, surfers, paddleboarders, well, what started as people from the shore, then people started surfing. Um, I know there was someone who was wake surfing in the Bay in San Diego and they were showing, uh, showing it. It was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I, I was assuming it went all the way up to Orange County, but uh, I, I haven't I, seen it. Huh? I'm, yeah, I'm not sure if it's still going. Uh, but yeah, during the day, the downside is uh, since it's now starting to die off, my friends are telling me it literally it, it smells like someone shit in the river all Ugh. over the entire ocean because it's all dying, killing the fish. You have dead fish. Um, and yeah, basically, yeah, basically smells like, uh, yeah more than just your typical sewage that's dumping in the ocean is uh is dumped in the ocean is sitting there when i drove up north uh, i went through this one town as like concordia or Con- Conor- i don't know there's something with a c and it's like way way up north uh, almost the, almost all the way to big sur and it's like this little mini this little town that looks like the the town from rambo first blood awesome. and right, right past that is there's I saw a sign it said elephant seal observation deck and I was like I gotta see this and I pulled in and I looked out and I saw this group of them hanging out on the beach and I was like oh that's really cool there's like five of them and then I, I scan left and right and there are thousands of these little of these fuckers oh, and they're wow. huge like uh I from a distance I would have to guess at like this they were at least like eight feet long oh wow. and thousands of them along this beach but they smell like ass. Like it is, it's real bad. Oh, I no no. I I can imagine if you have thousands of those. It kind of reminds me of like one of those Planet Earth uh, things that I was watching, where a penguin's just trying to climb over those fucking things, and like or no, it was like walruses or whatever. But either way, dude, fucking, I can only imagine thousands, you know, hundreds if not thousands of pounds, probably thousands of pounds, all on the shore, all fucking shitting all over each other. <laughs> Uh, like yeah. like the like the like the fucking children's tide pool in La Jolla. I remember how bad that smelled because that was basically like a seal, uh, seal habitat where all the seals would actually fucking beach up and basically became a seal habitat. And yeah, that's... the smell of them shitting and fucking everywhere. 
Yeah, and what's funny is that people have their kids swimming in it because that was the children's pool. So they would swim out to the little inlet lagoon that didn't drain out well where everybody would shit. But you wanted to get out of the murkiness and get out to where the ocean was. I'm like, cool. And you're surrounded by seals. We got the script shelf there. And by the way, the kelp beds there, this is where great whites and blue sharks fucking eat. Let's have the kids swim out at this stage. It's something as a kid that I never understood. But then again, I feared the ocean. You got to let the weak ones die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I survived that as a kid, so I'm, I'm all right now. I, I learned to surf in uh, in La Jolla and Scripps, and used to go cliff diving down at the La Jolla Cove at the Clam there. So I mean, spent a lot of time in the water. But every single time I was in the water, I I would just hear the fucking cello of fucking uh, or those two low notes of Jaws just wah wah, and it's. <laughs> Like, no matter what I did, and I, I think I, that stems back from probably seeing Jaws 2 and 3 too young. Um, when I was left in the po- uh, pool, at, um, you know, growing up as a kid, uh, my sister w- used to yell at me that Jaws would come through the piping and eat me. And, you know, when you're a little kid, you, you didn't know that, you know, that was possible. But you think about it when, if you're swimming around in dark and haven't, you know, realized what reality is yet. Oh, yeah. Kids will believe anything you tell them. Yeah, dude, fuck, man. Right now, I'd believe a few things that people tell me. Like I told you, at comedy shows, I'm I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, fuck. Uh, well, shit, man. Uh, like, uh, other than the drives uh, up and down, the podcasts. Um, yeah, you know, you, you mentioned the you got that comedy show coming up uh, to to kind of help out with with the fundraising. Uh, d- did you want to talk a little a little bit more about that? Or, or well, I don't I don't know? know what what dates or venues yet. It's more of a like uh, he's planning on doing it once we know when things are going to reopen. So I don't have anything to plug yet. Um, and it's just been kind of like the whole the whole thing is the whole coronavirus really has been like a waiting game because like I don't have a job. <laughs> Uh, I got fired back in December or not fired. Uh, I should say laid off because I was a temp employee and the company was shady and decided they didn't want to do temp to hire. Like they told us they would. Um, so I've been out of work since then. And then like coming up to like March was me looking for work. And then when March rolled around and they started just firing and laying people off because of the virus, it was like, okay, well I'm shit out of luck now. And so it's just been a waiting game for everything. Like I'm still doing some things. Like I still have, like I said, the podcast. Me and a couple of my buddies still have our our, our we we have a Star Wars game and a Pathfinder game. We play each week. Uh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Star Wars game and a Pathfinder game. Uh, yeah, like like, uh, like like online video games or no, no, no. Like Pathfinder is uh, essentially it's Dungeons and Dragons. No and shit. The Star Wars game is it's a different, a completely different system and like different mechanics. But it's same the same in the sense where it's like it's a tabletop game with you have your character sheet with information, then you role play the character because we're all fucking nerds, and yeah. uh, so we have those weekly. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely geek alert. But uh, fuck, man, I'm a Star Wars nerd. Um, but oh, I've been playing yeah, role playing games. No, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but uh, fucking uh, no, no, actually, uh, have. Have you guys thought about maybe like recording that ga- uh, that game at all? I know uh, a couple comics that have been doing D and D podcasts and re- and actually recording uh, re- recording just their D and D games. You know, having other comics um, because I don't know it, it is a form of storytelling and 
you know, just shit talking amongst friends. Some, some sure could be entertaining. <laughs> well, m- most of the podcasts I listen to now are actually they're actual plays of people that play different. Uh, most of them are Pathfinder campaigns. Uh, there's a couple that aren't, but most of them are Pathfinder. The problem is like my group of friends that I play with, like it's a lot of fun, but we definitely stray uh, into um, tangents way too often to record it. Uh, and like, I would love to do an actual play, but I would 100% need to be in a group uh, of people that, that know the system and we mostly stay on topic because we'll have like a four or five hour session, but there's probably an hour, hour and a half, some nights two hours, three hours where we're completely going on tangents and having random conversations and then also, like, my buddy whose place we play at, he has a dog, so he'll have to, like, walk away from the table to take care of his dog when he's, when he starts acting up. So it's definitely not coordinated enough to record. Yeah, yeah it definitely sounds like a lot of post-production involved if you just want to keep the flow. Because most actual plays, you'll see, like, most of the time, the episode will be around an hour, hour and a half. Some of the ones, like, like Critical Role, the Matt Mercer guy, uh, his will be longer. But it's also most of the time you're on topic playing the game and progressing forward. If you don't have that consistent staying on, staying on, t- on track, it's either a nightmare to edit or you just don't get enough to make an episode out of. Yeah. But like, uh, this- dude, so uh, you have me intrigued here. Uh, the, the geek in me is kind of curious. What's your character? Uh, for Star Wars, do you know what ganks are? Gank. Uh, what uh, I I know some form of alien, but uh, which character in Star Wars was a gank? Uh, they're not in really any of the movies, so it'll be hard to explain for people that don't like know the outside of the movie lore. But uh-huh. ganks are essentially a species that were enslaved by the huts and turned into like murderers, or I should say, they were already like murderers and criminals. They just got used by the huts. And it's a, uh, an entire race that they, com- they cover themselves head to toe and they're obsessed with cybernetic modification. And then they're, they're, then they're, just, they're all criminals and murderers and bounty hunters and shit like that. And so like, that's my guy in the Star Wars campaign is uh, just a giant axe to chew through things and then that character. And then for Pathfinder, uh, my first character was a paladin who ended up dying because noble sacrifice. I had to play that out i couldn't abandon people to die yeah and so i replaced him with a uh, a completely evil character i went from lawful good to neutral evil and uh he's essentially there's an organized crime like uh, that act that works in the, the major city that we are uh, in right now he's a freelancer that does assassinations for them and now he's at this group of like do-gooders that are prog- progressing this campaign forward because we're playing uh, one of the adventure paths that the company made. Uh-huh. So we're fighting against evil, but my character is also evil. Do, do, do your gooder <clears throat> friends know your character is evil? They know some of it. Uh, like one thing they don't know yet, though, is uh, one thing I didn't even plan on. It just kind of happened. Is there's a a deity in the Pathfinder universe who's the god of fascinations and um, was like sketchy stuff like that. So I picked him as somebody that my character kind of like uh, at least pays lip service to and worships a little bit. And then I found out that that's the god that 
the cult we're chasing after worships. <laughs> and nobody in my group knows, uh, in-game or above-game, that my character uh, not only worships him, but has a tattoo of his sigil on his hand. Oh, wow. Nice. Dude, this is like, that's one thing that, uh, about, like, you know, the role-playing D&D aspect uh, of, of what you're describing. I mean, as as a kid, I, you know, from just the books I read and the movies I watched, was a little bit of a geek, but I don't know. I never, I, I had friend, friends that, you know, beat me up and play sports with. So it's, just like, <laughs> it's not like I was going to sit and sit and admit to the D&D shit but uh, but but like me looking at it uh, now I mean uh, definitely with like free time and I remember I was catching up with my buddy Tim and he was telling me he's been on this campaign he's been doing with his son um, for years now um, where where coincidentally the storyline that his son created he basically created the man like the Mandalorian that's on fucking uh uh um Disney Plus. That's on Disney Plus right now. They created pretty much that same storyline like two years ago before. Yeah, before this was released. So uh, his kids all tripping out, going like, oh my God, Dad, you know, our our Mandalorian character and what's going on. You know, granted, it's not completely, but but using that as the focus of the the universe, he decided to go with the Mandalorian. So tabletop games are really like, you can do almost anything you want with them. And that, like you're saying, that storytelling aspect is one of my favorite things is like, that's really what it boils down to is like, it's a a cooperative storytelling type thing and you get some really fun moments out of it. And it's, I I hate to use your comparison from earlier, almost improv esque where you're, you're playing on your. Oh, oh, gross. No, no, I'm sorry. I had to to take your stance in the response to that. (laughs) But, no, I agree. It, it's like it, but it, it, you don't have to pay $250 a class, and you don't have to hang out with a bunch of people that are overly chipper, like they're hiding their serial killer tendencies and shit. Yeah, people like that, you know, in, in comedy and stand-up comics, like that kind of scary. Way less sexual assault than an improv club, too. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I could definitely imagine. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's funny, uh, um, I remember uh, uh, down in San Diego, a comic friend of mine, uh, Jesse Pickock, she uh, she was saying how she was invited to do a, a D&D podcast. And she was sitting there going like, yeah, um, I was invited and was kind of curious about it, but I don't know if I could do it because I'm not a virgin. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, burned, burned everyone. And she, yeah, it was yeah, just something that I always think about. But yeah, yeah, dude, the. I don't know the D and D, especially uh, or just the role playing, uh, uh, you know, games with your friends. It's a good way to catch up for sure. And I, I've actually geeked out on a, a Brian Posehn's uh, podcast. Nerd yeah, I have it on my um, queue, but I haven't started it yet because I have so many others to catch up on. Yeah, no, it, it definitely uh, on the long drives between. Uh, you know, when I would go snowboarding and whatnot, definitely, definitely killed time. Or you know, times I was traveling and flying. Um, because yeah, I've loved taking in podcasts, but also at the same time, you know, don't always want to have to be like this where it's like two comics, <laughs> you know, so it's always mixing it up with storytelling. Um, it's all, it's always fun, but, it's, I, um, well, yeah, man. Uh, oh, oh, uh, the podcast that I listen to, like, I, I don't listen to any of the comic talking to another comic podcast. I don't listen to any podcasts that are like the one that me and Tim do it. 
it, it, it really like once I started listening to actual plays, it's more like um, that. That's what I fell in like listening to more often. Was because it's like listening to people tell us. It's like 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 a almost like a book on tape type deal where you're listening to a story, and it definitely like kept my interest longer. Like every once in a while, I'll tune in the Legion of Skanks, but a three hour yeah, podcast, of course, got to be But a three hour podcast with no direction, it. It, uh, it it didn't hold my interest for long. Like I, I I've stopped listening to that. I haven't listened to uh, what's his name Pete Holmes's podcast in like two years. Um, I I've definitely gotten more fin. The more I've listened to podcasts, the more finicky I've gotten. I think. Yeah, d- yeah, me too. Uh, I mean, as far as uh, the podcasts I listen to, I'm, yeah, I'm basically listening to uh, steady. But selective, uh, a lot more selective on uh, on episodes, especially the ones that definitely, you know, run long. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely need a, well, I mean, even even in a time with a, a you know social distancing lockdown, people staying at home more. Um, I, I read a stat that um, people listening to podcasts are actually down because not that many people are commuting, yeah. and that's actually like one of the main times people were listening to podcasts, or people aren't even going into, you know, you know since they're not going to the office, that's uh, something that a lot of people do in the office, is, is plug, in, uh, uh, plug in and listen to podcasts, so people have definitely gotten out of the swing. Plus, they usually, like, a lot more people have their families with them, so they have to focus on watching their kids or spending time with their significant other, so they're not getting, like, their, their free time anymore. To where they could just sit down and listen to something that's like an hour or two long. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. Well. Yeah. Dude, well, speaking of a, a podcast getting too long. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm looking here at the clock, so this is a pretty good segue. But, uh, um, well, dude, uh, did you have it like? I know you mentioned not really having the show to plug, but um, I know we we had mentioned your your podcast. Um, yeah. I mean, like. It, would you want to go ahead and like plug how people can find your podcast or anything else you'd like to plug to my 19 listeners? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I probably have more, but I, I've stuck with that number since I started this. Yeah. My 19 listeners, it's Tony Gwynn's number. I'll stick with it. And, uh, Oh, I guess 19. Yeah. Sorry. Bringing it back to the reason why we're all on lockdown. Ah, this crazy shit. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, <laughs> if they, if they want to get, like contact me on social media, whether they follow me or, talk to me or whatever they want to do or Jacob Trimmer on Facebook, Jacob M Trimmer on Instagram. And then the podcast it's, we're on every platform that I think that there is for podcasts. It's let them fight a comedy history podcast. And the, the logo is a, a white fist with a blood splatter. So it's nice and easy to find. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, what, what are you guys using to record your podcast? Uh, we we steal Matt uh, Matt Cole. He has a Zoom recorder. We have that, and then we have two two mics and um, uh, the, like the little like pop filter thing. We record those uh, uh, through that, and then I have uh, Audacity that I use to edit the podcast on my computer. And then a buddy of ours, um, or in case he listens to it, I'm going to clarify a comic I know. I don't want him to think we're friends. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, Darush uh, Salbani, something like that. He actually made us uh, a song to use for our intro and outro music, and uh, so we've been using that. So he's a musician, not a comic. He's always he's another comic, but uh, we have an ongoing thing where he keeps trying to be my friend, and I tell him no. So I got to I got to enforce that. Uh, oh, 
okay okay cool yeah that's definitely something you need to keep running with eventually his his hopes will be lifted and then just continuously dropped but yeah he actually made us music so i use that for the intro and outro music and it works out pretty well and then yeah i added everything together and then i use a compressor because tim uh tim will spike the mic when he laughs and uh when we're just talking i'm usually a little bit louder than him so i level everything out run it through a compressor put it at manageable levels and it works out pretty well Nice, nice. Yeah, no, yeah. The reason why I ask is eventually, uh, yeah, going to be upgrading uh, the way I record this podcast. I mean, uh, as of right now, uh, using the Anchor app, which is perfect, allowing to be able to, like, you know, re- record remotely, um, you know, you know, taking phone calls and stuff like that. But uh, eventually, uh, you know, would love to continue to do these, uh, you know, in person, talking to yeah, people, I you know, uh, of course. And, you know, just to be able to get that energy feel, of, of course. And then at that point, you know, worry about the laptop, the mixer. Uh, I already have mics from uh, the first time I tried a podcast that uh, didn't didn't end up t- uh, taking off the ground. But I, when I first started doing stand-up comedy, I tried a, the Thank You Very Little podcast with a, a couple friends back in San Diego, uh, my buddy Kevin and Chris and uh, Trevor. Yeah, the same and, name as the yeah. show you ran. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I decided to yeah, yeah. I decided to take that on um, and and call that for the the bar mic I used to run it um, in San Diego. Um, but yeah, like a had this whole thing. It was probably me being stone watching. It definitely was me being stone watching Caddyshack, where where the thank you very little with Chevy Chase uh, a, a moment where he hit all the golf balls in. Um, I was just like, oh, you know, it, it, it's uh, you know, be the ball, you know, no, 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 no. Like, don't think about it, just just fucking do it so i can dig it um yeah well, well thank you very little for joining joining me on the podcast oh, thank you for this has been a lot of fun yeah and uh yeah hopefully, hopefully i see you out there as uh things get safer for sure <laughs> and yeah if you head, head out towards vegas way uh, uh uh yeah feel free to hit me up I, I i know from what it looks like it looks like uh they might be starting up the mics here uh probably within a month or so i, I know a couple comedy shows were, were already starting to to discuss uh, with restaurants and stuff opening, people are starting to book again. I want to get out to Vegas again. I'm just not sure when it'll be yet. No, I, I, I completely understand. I mean, I'm out here and I don't know when it's going to be when I go out to these things. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, well, Jacob, dude, fucking take care, dude. Stay safe out there in California. Have a carne asada burrito for me. Cause Mexican food <laughs> uh, further away you get from the border fucking sucks. Thank you for having me, man. And yeah, I'll, uh, I actually had a California burrito last night, so we'll just call it even. Oh, that's perfect. It's still tying up and, and killing your innards right now. So I haven't shit it out yet, so that's for you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the burrito, not the shit. <laughs> All right. Take care. You too, both. man. Hey, Thank you for listening to episode 11 of Before, Now, and After. I'd like to thank my good friend Jacob Trimmer for calling in from Orange County, giving me the update from the city of Orange, uh, the OC, all those weird things we call Orange County. But uh, yeah, uh, it was really good catching up. Uh, it's actually been almost about a uh, yeah, I'd say about a year since I saw him last. I think the last time I saw him was the show I, I was doing down at the old Dubliner down in Tustin. Um, home of Liverpool, Orange County. Ah, man, Liverpool games, stand-up comedy in a bar. 
Man, that seems like ages ago. But uh, as states are now in the process of opening up um, and, uh, you know, hitting those stages of where we're hitting phase one, phase two, or what have you. um, Yeah, definitely want to make sure you guys all stay safe out there. Um, But if you want to find out more information on my guest, Mr. Jacob Trimmer, uh, of course, uh, you can find him on Facebook or, uh, you know, you can also find him on social media um, at Jacob M. Trimmer on Instagram and then uh, also on Twitter. Looking that up right now. Should have had that written down. Um, oh, yeah. Also at Jacob M. Trimmer. Um, of course, you could also f- uh, follow the podcast before now and after on Twitter and before now and after pod on instagram uh, also the facebook pages are up and then you can also follow me uh, my website randywrites.com update incoming eventually <laughs> maybe i should call one of my website buddies uh but yeah also follow me on twitter at randy Wrights, on instagram at randy Valarba. feel free to find me on facebook and uh other than that yeah i hope you guys uh enjoy these podcasts looking forward to the guests we have coming up and uh Yeah, be safe out there. Slancha. Cheers.